gentlemen. It's two cents worth. It's Ryan. It's my end of the week podcast. It's going to be a quick one, maybe 30, 45 minutes at the most. Um, Surprisingly enough, my week has not been as insane as it has been in the other couple episodes. So uh, I'm going to really focus more on what's been going on in the sports world this year. This year. This week. Jeez. Next week. Speaking of, next week uh, I'm going to bring Matt Chastain back and we are going to do a year-end wrap-up. Talk about all things that have happened over 2018 from um, the sports world, anything. We're going to come up with some lists. This is the time of year where lists come out and you you know, you know see like the top 10 of this year and, and this and that. So uh, look forward to that. That's going to be released on the 30th. So not this Sunday, next Sunday. So Matt and I will be going through all that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to... We'll see if it's an hour. It might be a two-hour thing because uh, I'm sure there's a lot that's gone on in 2018 that we've forgotten about. So we're going to be doing a lot of research and looking at some stuff live um, while we're recording it of um, some things that have gone on, some lists, our, uh, our opinions on those those things and um, how we thought certain things might have panned out You know, through a sports year through uh, and then how they actually did. Um, so... I think that'll be fun. It'll be cool to kind of end the year with my first guest uh, that I had on the show. Now he'll come back and and finish up. This Sunday, I had my friend Thomas Sewell. He came in. We recorded. uh, His his podcast will drop on the 23rd. So his is more of a... We talk Christmas towards the end, but it's a Christmas... We'll call it the Christmas special, even though it's... We talked about it at the end, but... um, he came in and had a great conversation around uh, what he's been doing and what he's got going on in his life, and uh, we talked a lot about his recent trip to Ireland, so that's cool. So you'll hear that on Sunday uh, and play it during opening presents with your kids or your family, whatever, as long as they don't mind a couple curse words here and there, then they'll be fine. Um, so my week, Sunday, like I said, Thomas came over. We recorded a podcast. It would last about an hour and a half. It was a good conversation, and as I mentioned before, uh, and if I haven't, I will. I never cut my guests off. I tell all my guests when they come in and, and when I'm working with them leading up to the show that, you know, you just come in. We try and keep it within an hour. If it goes shorter or longer, that's fine. I'm not going to cut you off. I want to hear your story. I want to hear what's going on. Have a great conversation with you. That's what's fun about this is that uh, I have the power to press the record button and then also press stop whenever I want. And then you guys have that same power. You can listen to it. And then if you if you need to pause it or turn it off, you can always do that. Everybody has that option. Uh, so he came over Sunday. Panthers weren't playing, so I had a nice stressless Sunday. Didn't really have to worry about too much other than the fact that we had family Christmas last weekend. I went over to my parents' house earlier in the day, had brunch with my sister and her kids and uh, our kids, and um, we did that early Christmas for the family. Um, and then the afternoon, Thomas came over, and uh, we did that. Not much else on Sunday. Like I said, it, it wasn't the most exciting week in the world with uh, you, the usual madness. The kids were done with school. Uh, Nolan was done with school on Tuesday. Uh, and then Harrison's last day of school was Monday because he goes Monday, 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 Wednesday. What? <laughs> Excuse me. I was eating my words. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So Monday was his last day. Um, so, yeah, just end of the day, Sunday. Getting the kids to bed, nothing really exciting. 
and then woke up, started the week. And this week for work, um, you know, as you get towards the end of the year, I don't know in your industry, but in mine, it, it kind of shuts itself down a little bit. Things start slowing down, which is kind of nice. You can you can kind of decompress from the whole year, take a deep breath, and, and then work towards um, the new year, which is nice, and catch up on some things that you might not have been able to um, throughout the year. So that's where we were at starting the, the week off on Monday. Um, as usual, worked out every single week, every single week. Dude, I'm serious. What the hell's wrong with me today? I can't talk. As I was mentioning, I'm de- decompressing. Maybe my brain's decompressing itself. Um, or I'm just fried from the whole year. I don't know. Come on. Pull it together. Jesus Christ. Um, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, working out. I worked out every day this week. Every day this week. Not every week. Um, but I probably have worked out every week this year. Even when I'm sick, I know they say not to do it, but I do it. I'll work out if I can. Um, try and get some type of sweat in, which they say is terrible. Some some studies, you never really know what you can really trust on the internet and read, right? I think it's like you just trust your own body at points. To I can't ever tell like what I should be doing or what I should be eating sometimes and shouldn't eat. Like eggs are bad for you. No, eggs are good for you. Eggs are bad for you. Eggs are good for you. Well, egg whites are good for you. Oh, no, the yolks are bad for you. Well, no, the yolks are actually good for you. It doesn't, I don't... It, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anymore. You read so much shit around. It's hard to understand what really is right or wrong. Some people say don't work out when you're sick. Some say, some people say just trust your body, know your limits. So yes, long story short, which nobody really cared about, I guess at this point, because I uh, ran over myself with my words. Uh, I worked out every week this year. There you go. Congratulations to me. Uh, but this week I worked out every single day continuing on that program. So that was, um, what I wanted to do and, and trying to get as much of that in as I can. Next week will be a little different because Tuesday, the gym is closed. So we'll miss one of those days. And, uh, obviously we'll see where Pete's at with family and, and myself as well as my brother-in-law is coming up to celebrate Christmas with us. So, um, going to go Monday and then Tuesday, the gym's closed and then see if we continue on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to finish out the, the week. Um, because I'm not taking any time off for work, so I'm, I'm working out, working through that whole week. So I'll be getting up, going to work. So it's that'll be good. Keep me in my uh, my rhythm, and um, yeah. So Monday uh, started off with that. Harrison had his um, Christmas special special concert party. We'll call it a party party at school so again he's two so i mean it's not like this crazy ordeal um it's a little party at school so we went my parents went um and he was supposed to sing all these songs and like leading up to this like we would catch him throughout the house like singing the songs doing the hand movements and all that stuff we're like okay cool this is gonna be pretty pretty cute and fun and he'll like it minute he saw us in that room walks right over to us wants to be picked up nothing to do with the what, the what the rest of his classmates are doing. So we held him the whole time, trying to convince him to go and stand next to his classmates. Oh, go stand next to your friend. And then, no, 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 no. Pick me up, pick me up. So he watched his classmates do the concert while we watched his classmates do the concert. And then afterwards, they got to eat while we stood there, like watching animals in a zoo, just, <laughs> just sit there at a table and eat while all the parents just stared at the kids. It was, it was, it was nice. I'm glad they did it. I think it's, it was fun. 
the teacher said that Harrison did great, like through rehearsals and everything, and she recorded it, sent it to us, so we could actually see him actually do some of this stuff. But um, it's just it. Sometimes you just don't know what to do in those situations. Like me, I get like awkward. Like it's just weird. Like I'm standing there, and there's 20 other parents in the classroom. And all of our kids just sat down at the table and they're just eating. And it's just like kind of like silence while we just all stare at our own kids, but also not really talk to each other. And then like the teacher tries to make it like conversation and stuff. So it's just it's it was just weird uh, and awkward. And it was it was nice. I'm glad I was able to make it work my schedule out to do it. But like it was just it, it was strange. Um, yeah. So um, Monday night Panthers played. And uh, I think we know how that all ended. Another loss. So I'm not going to talk too much about that. That's um, I think we still have a shot to make the playoffs for some some way. Going into that game, we had a four percent chance of making the playoffs. Then we lost. We're sitting at six and eight, mind you. And I've said this a few times. I just want to vent some frustrations again about the Panthers. Through eight games, we were six and two, and some. Some people were putting us in at um, top 10 team in the NFL. And six weeks later, we are 6-8 and eight and potentially one of the worst teams in the NFL. So maybe we'll help our draft. That's all I can hope for at this point. I, I, I'm, I would be shocked if all the stars aligned and we actually made the playoffs. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do. Regardless, we lost. Lost to the Saints 12-9. Right? Yeah, 12-9. We scored a touchdown and returned a two-point conversion that we intercepted. Uh, 12-9. Not the most uh, exciting game in the world, but we lost that. So, uh, in my world, Panthers, again, let's work towards a draft pick. I think we're resting Cam. I think they're talking about that, putting Cam Newton on the bench for the next two games, rest his shoulder. Something's wrong with it. It hasn't healed properly from his surgery last offseason, so... Um, we got to figure that out for him for the new year because you need a quarterback that can throw the ball more than 20 yards down the field. And right now he can't, and that's not, that's not how you can win football games in the NFL. Um, you got to have some type of dynamic that you can, uh, keep the defense guessing of what you're going to do instead of just swing passes to McCaffrey and short outs to your receivers across crossing routes. Um, so if you can, t- you can't tell from my tone, I'm not the most excited about talking about the Panthers, but I have to because it's they're my hometown team and I root for them and it's frustrating and I want to uh, just to talk about it and you guys have to deal with that. So Panthers sucked, we suck right now. It is what it is. We move on. Uh, Tuesday is Tuesday when they did it. Tuesday in the world of football or soccer as you might call it in the States, as we call it in the States. I want to say it was Tuesday. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Man United fired Jose, or Jose, Jose, Jose Mourinho. Um, Two and a half years at the club. We're sitting in sixth, 11 points out of, uh, behind Arsenal, who's fifth. And uh, to make the Champions League again next year, we would have to finish top four. So we uh, terminated his contract. Actually, I want to say it was Wednesday morning because I was at the gym and it popped up on the TV um, because obviously they're five hours ahead of us, five or six hours ahead of us. So it was, um, they said they let him go at 945 in the morning 
their time. So, um, which would be about right. Right. I was at the gym four forty-five. Five. Yeah, that's five hours. Um, so they let him go two and a half years. He brought some trophies to the team, but this year has been so negative. He's not playing certain players. There's a lot of uh, talk around the team, and you know they're the one of the most popular sporting teams in the entire world. So there's a lot of eyes on that organization. They bring in a lot of money. They're owned by the Glazers who own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here in, in the U S. Um, so there's interests from the United States around them as well. And I've mentioned before that I'm a man United fan. So I have not been the biggest fan of him. I wasn't the biggest fan of him at Chelsea. I know he brought some, uh, quite a bit of success to them, but he's just the personality and his demeanor. I've never really been fully on board with him. So I wasn't um, overly upset that they let him go. I think they needed to. Something's not right. So they bring in Ole. Uh, and if I try and say his last name, it'll be um, a disservice to him. But I'm going to try. So Ole um, Solskjaer, who played for... United from 1996 to 2007. Uh, he's going to be the interim coach for the next five months, try and get this team back in while they try and find a permanent coach. So um, it'll be interesting if you're a soccer fan uh, to see just because even if you even if you are a soccer fan, you're not a Man United fan. People still watch Man United. It's like the Yankees and the Cowboys um, in their respected sports. Like even if you're not a fan of them, you still watch and see what they've done because either the disdain towards them. Or you just have an interest in them because of the name and and the reputation that they have and just the um, overall clout that they carry. So um, I'm hopeful for the next five months that they turn around. There's a lot of talent on that team. There's some deadwood on that team that we should probably be getting rid of. I really hope that we we do that. And um, that would be really nice um, if we can. So... You know, we'll we'll see how that works. But that was the big news in in the soccer football world is uh, Jose Mourinho being let go by Man United, and uh, seeing where this club goes to to finish out the Premier League and the Champions League. Um, I'm just gonna go through some other things in sports this week that were important. I'm just on uh, ESPN, so hold with me. Oh, yesterday, um, what's his name? Josh Gordon. So if you follow football, um, and for years for the Cleveland Browns, Josh Gordon, a tremendous talent, a wide receiver in the NFL, tremendous talent, just um, just can't seem to get uh, some personal demons out of his way and dealing with a lot of substance abuse issues. And um, the Browns have Browns tried for years to try and correct it and help him out, and he's been suspended on and off, and he was out of the league for a while, and then he was back in the league, and then the Patriots picked him up. Well, he stepped away. Um, He stepped away as of, let's see, when was this? I think this was yesterday. Yeah, so he stepped away yesterday, and then the reasoning by why he stepped away is because he uh, violated terms of his conditional reinstatement, meaning he basically either failed another drug test or something came up that there was a substance abuse issue. And so therefore the, um, the NFL has suspended him indefinitely for violating terms of his conditional reinstatement under the NFL's drug policy. Um, Effective today, Josh Gordon has been returned to the reserve slash commissioner suspended list indefinitely for violating the terms of his conditional reinstatement under the policy and program of the substance abuse. The league stated said in a statement. So 27 years old, 
And it says he has been suspended by the NFL for most of the previous four seasons because of multiple drug violations. Um, the reason I talk about this and actually read this article out loud is we, we touched on it a, a few times, I think over the last couple of episodes and, um, talked about, you know, how sometimes we idolize these professional athletes and we put them on this pedestal and we all strive when we're younger to be these great athletes and to grow up. And I want to be a professional athlete. You look at this, it's like this glitz and glamour thing. Like, oh, you know, I want to be an actor. I want to move to Hollywood. And then you see these people overdosing on drugs and, you know, and, and getting into crazy situations and dying and all this stuff. And then you, you don't, they don't really talk about the darker side of Hollywood in that aspect, or even the darker side of sports, right? So um, we have a, a, a friends of ours have a friend of mine played in Major League Baseball and played with a player, and, and we're going to have him on the show, my friend, have him on the show to talk about this situation, but had a friend of his that went up through the minors with him, went to Major Major League Baseball and died of an overdose, and and the that side of sports, no one really talks about. You see it in articles like this, and some people will skim over it and be like, oh, he's, he's it's Josh Gordon, he's always had that issue, you know, whatever, move on from him. But you just have to kind of look at it and, and say, like, you know, it, these guys have so much stuff, right? And, and I, I, the point I'm trying to make is, like, there's something, obviously, that this guy's battling, right? I mean, he, and, and he needs the help, and he needs help uh, to figure out his life. And he, he has so much talent, but yet sometimes that talent always, not always, but it, it gets outweighed by something else, right? Um, and so what I'm trying to get at is like the glorification of this, of athletes and being a professional athlete, they still struggle like the rest of us do, right? Uh, they might not be able to show it as much because they have to put on this persona that they are this grand person. They have everything. They can't complain about anything. They shouldn't have any struggles. Money solves everything. Let me tell you, money doesn't solve everything. Um, not that I'm a person to tell you that it does because I've never had a crazy amount of money. I didn't grow up um, with a lot of money. I make decent money now, but that's to support my family, and I still deal with the same things that everybody else deals with. You student loan debts, credit card debts, you have mortgages, all those things, car payments. Um, but money doesn't really solve everything, and obviously there's something going on with this guy, and you feel... If you have any compassion or empathy, you have, you feel a little bad for him. Um, I hope he figures it out because what you don't want is this sad story of finding out that the guy, you know, dies and, and loses his life over something that um, he just couldn't kick and couldn't get help on. So 27 years old, suspended by the NFL for most of the previous four seasons because of multiple drug violations. Um he'd be facing banishment from the league for any positive test. So yeah, it sucks. It sucks for this guy. It says I take my, this is a quote from him. I take my mental health very seriously at this point to ensure I remain able to perform at the highest level. I have recently felt like I could have a better grasp on things mentally. With that said, I will be stepping away from the football field for a bit to focus on my mental health. So obviously to me, that seems like a very um, structured comment, statement, 
that uh, him and his agent and the people around him probably put together because he's facing something a little bigger. And then obviously later on that day, it comes out that he's been been suspended by the NFL and he's going to be suspended indefinitely. Um, So that was big news out of the NFL this week, the Josh Gordon thing, Uh, which, you know, for him, that kind of sucks. Baseball related, going to talk baseball. Always do, always will. And it's going to be around um, probably my Yankees. So deal with it, people. But we'll talk about some other stuff. So uh, hold on. Sip of coffee. Manny Machado visited three teams this week, supposedly going to make a decision. And what's funny is I look at this one team that he visited, and and they have been considered the dark horse for um, another of the big free agents, Bryce Harper. But... Manny Machado narrowed his teams down to three teams. Philadelphia Phillies, Chicago White Sox, and the New York Yankees. Those are the three teams that he went and visited this week, and those are the three teams that he said he's going to um, uh, make a decision on. Let's see. I think he said he's going to make some decision either next week or the week after. I think it's next week he's going to try and make a decision. So, obviously, I think uh, I would love to have him in New York. White Sox would be interesting, though, because the Central is very weak. The The AL Central, the Indians are your your winners over the last two years. And they're a decent club, but they're not really that great, and they play in a really not a really good division. The Twins are always kind of half decent. The Royals have sucked again after winning the World Series a few years ago. Uh, the White Sox have been absolutely atrocious. So I'd be interested to see, I think if he goes to the White Sox, there's got to be some type of potential that this team has some talent that they're going to be moving up. And then also how much money are they going to give this guy? Cause he's 26 years old and, and you're in the, you're getting into the prime of your career. I would want to go to a team that if I'm in that situation, one gives me the contract that I, I would like, but also gives me the opportunity to win because you got to remember he played for Baltimore and Baltimore for the last couple of years has been one of the worst teams in major league baseball gets traded to the Dodgers last year for the Dodgers to make a push towards the world series, which they did didn't win it. So now he's tasted that success. So where can you go and get that success? The Phillies are an up and coming team. The Braves, that AL East or the NL East is getting much better. The Braves were really good last year with that young talent that they have, and they've gone out and made some signings. They're even talking about. I saw. Uh, I was watching Major League Baseball Network the other day, MLB Network the other day, and they were talking about Zach Greinke making a trade for him, getting him to the Braves to help that rotation, which I think would be a good good thing for him. Get a veteran guy in that rotation, help out with that. The, a lot of those younger stars that are moving up, but you have the Braves. The Mets are making moves. They signed Cano. Um, and the closer from Seattle, and uh, Ramos, uh, the catcher. So the Mets are making some moves. Miami, sorry, but not happening. Uh, for a while there, they're they're in full rebuild mode. Um, and then you have the Phillies, and the Phillies have a lot of young talent, and the Phillies have money to spend. So it would be interesting to see if he would go to the Phillies. I'm interested to see... I think it's it's nice to know there's three teams. Three teams are after him. Make a decision. We're going into the new year. Pitchers and catchers report in about six or seven weeks. So maybe maybe a little longer than that. Eh, no, six or seven weeks, right? February. Um, so it'll be uh, interesting. So I, I'm 
I'm hoping for the Yankees. I think it'll be a, a good thing because DD is hurt, so we don't have a shortstop currently. And if you watch anything in, in Major League Baseball for the Yankees, you know that we love power hitters, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, he visited Philadelphia on Thursday, and he visited with the Yankees on Wednesday, and I believe Chicago earlier that day as well in New York. So he didn't go. I don't think he went to Chicago. Or did he go to Chicago? I don't know. I can't remember. Regardless, it should be interesting to see where he he lands. Um, Daniel Murphy, he signed with the Rockies, two-year deal. A lot of these guys are signing now. See, so like... Um, which is good. It's there's there's action now in Major League Baseball. Everyone was hoping that something big was going to happen out of the winter meetings. Nothing really did. No big free agent sign. No big trade happened. So it's good to see now some teams are signing up some guys. Um, and that's basically all you see in the top headlines. If you go on to ESPN, it is everything of where all these pitchers, pitchers where all these players have signed. Dude, I, can't, I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. I can't talk. Just talking over uh, over myself. It sounds so stupid. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, Sanchez, a pitcher, right-handed pitcher, agrees with the Nats. J.A. Happ signed with the Yan- officially signed with the Yankees, and he says he wants Machado to join him on the Yankees. So, of course, he does. Why wouldn't you want one of the best players in baseball to join you? Um, Soria, pitcher from the from the Brewers, he signed with the A's today. Is it today or yesterday? Uh, last night, uh, Joaquin Soria agreed to a two-year deal with the Oakland Athletics worth $15 million. yada, yada, yada. Uh, last night, college basketball, and if you're a college basketball fan, regardless if you're a Duke fan or not, college basketball, you had Zion Williamson, all the hype around this guy, 6'8", 275, 285, whatever he is, it's monster, um, monster player for Duke, freshman, freak athlete, Made his debut, and they say, like, they call it the Mecca, uh, and that's Madison Square Garden. So Duke played Texas Tech last night in Madison Square Garden up in New York, and a lot of basketball, a lot of basketball players were out there for professional wise. So I saw um, Trey, is it Trey Jones? What the hell's the kid's name on the Hawks? Bear with me while I look him up. Uh, you had him. You had. Um, I saw uh, Trey Young, not Trey Jones. Trey Young, kid from played from Oklahoma. He was there to watch the game. Uh, his dad played at Texas Tech, so that's why he was there. He was rooting for Texas Tech, Big 12, obviously with Oklahoma, but watching Duke and Zion Williamson. And then you had, um, oh, my God, dude. This is why I don't watch the NBA because I don't remember any of these fucking guys. Oh, fucking hell. The guy from uh, the Sixers who's, who used to be on um, – Oh my God, Ryan! Come on, dude. Oh, what the hell is his name? Oh, Butler. Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to apologize. This is this is just becoming horrendous of a podcast. If you're listening, my God. Or maybe it's funny because I sound so fucking retarded. Ooh, sorry, stupid. Ooh, uh, oh, I said it. Ah. Um, yeah, Jimmy Butler was there, and some others were there too. So it was cool. So um, 
it wasn't the best game. If you're a Duke fan, I mean, we we didn't look real. We didn't look good at all. We were 0 for 14 at one point from three point land. Uh, ended up winning the game, thankfully, but Zion fouled out. Uh, I think it was like his totals was like 16 points, 11 rebounds. So um, not horrible, not a bad night, but nothing to uh, you know, not this all the hype around it and everything. Um, oh, 17 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, and it says Duke fans roaring each time he touched the ball before he fouled out. And the second ranked Blue Devils ended number 12 Texas Tech's unbeaten start with a 69 to 58 victory Thursday night at Madison Square Garden. So that was big news out of college basketball. It's always cool. Duke always makes a trip up to Madison Square Garden, plays one or two games, a couple games a year in the New York area, New York or Brooklyn. Um, Manhattan or Brooklyn. So uh, cool for him. I think it's good exposure for those kids just to be in that type of atmosphere because that's what they're all trying to become. And a lot of these guys, especially on the Dukes, where they are considered that one and done, they're going to do that. They're going to go and play one or one year, mostly, not two years, one or two years at Duke and go and play in the NBA. So they get to experience that at Madison Square Garden, which is uh, pretty cool. Um uh, Thursday was yesterday from my perspective of life. Nothing really exciting. Busy day at work. Kids are out of school. Um, today, this morning, we have Nolan's birthday party. So we were supposed to have it at Chuck E. Cheese two weeks ago. The snowmageddon, the storm of the Sidre ah, came to Charlotte. And like I said, we got rain. Uh, in my side of the town. So we cancel this party, reschedule this party to today because school is out. So we have that this afternoon. No, this morning. Oh, boy. Uh, this morning at Chuck E. Cheese. So um, we're getting ready for that. And then um, that's probably about it for Friday. I'm going to knock out some work, finish up my week. And then, uh, like I said yesterday, it was the same thing. Saturday, I've got 36 holes in me tomorrow. Haven't played golf in a while. Um, if you remember back to episode four, Mike, Claudio, and I, we played golf before we recorded, and we were supposed to play again. I, I couldn't make it because uh, I had to travel that coming week. That was beginning of November, so this, this is the first time I've played since the beginning of November. So we're going out, playing 36 holes. It's me, my buddy Hump, Ben, and my buddy Jacko. We're going to knock out 36 holes. We'll see how it goes. It's supposed to be nice tomorrow. If you're in Charlotte, you know it's been raining for the last couple days, so this weather's been nuts. So two weeks ago it snows. Then there's a couple days of sun, and it gets warm again. Like it's up into the high 60s, and then all of a sudden this rain comes, and it's been in the 50s, and it's been then kind of muggy, and, and now tomorrow is supposed to be in the mid-50s and sunny. Uh, but obviously the course will be wet, so uh, be bringing an extra pair of shoes for that. But it will be fun. I haven't played golf in a while. Um, I'll probably put some stuff on my Instagram so you guys can see the course. We're playing at Old Sycamore here in town. Just a nice public course. Semi-private, actually, I think, because you can actually become a member. But um, with everything down here, uh, the courses, most everything is Bermuda, so everything goes dormant. So it'll be just a dormant course, so balls will roll out. Rough shouldn't be too bad. So it should be all right to play. Um Again, just looking forward to it, just getting out there, spending the Saturday uh, with the boys. Saturdays for the boys. So we're doing that. And then um, Sunday, Lindsey's brother comes into town. He's driving up from Tampa, and then he's going to spend a couple days with us. 
and the boys. So that'll be fun. Have a good Christmas with him. And uh, yeah, got some exciting guests coming up over the next couple weeks. Like I said, Thomas Sewell's will be Sunday. Then we have uh, Matt and I as a year in review. That'll be fun. You know, we'll get some some booze in us and get a little uh, loose, I'm sure. And um, then I have uh, uh, a rep from RSP Nutrition coming on. Pretty excited about that. So if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I put up a lot of stuff on RSP. And just a quick background, and I'll talk about it too when she comes on. Her name's Melissa McCory. Um She's coming on to talk about RSP, workout plans for the new year, kind of just kicking off the year. So she'll be the first guest of January. Uh, that'll be dropping on January 6th, I believe. Uh, but we're going to talk about workout plans, nutrition, how she got involved with RSP, her background, all that stuff. But RSP, for me, it's been a supplement company that I've used um, for the last five, six years, four, six, four to five, six years, I guess. Uh, I can't remember how long ago I, I've, I started using them. And unbeknownst to me, my friend who I grew up with in Rhode Island, Kalichi, uh, is part owner. And it was something I posted years ago like two years ago, maybe, maybe a year ago. And he was like, oh, you use my product. And I'm like, didn't know it was your product. So unbeknownst to me, reconnect with friends, kind of cool. I think I've mentioned the story before, so I'm not going to really get too much into it. So I have her coming on. Um, I have some local people here in Charlotte that I don't know coming in. Melissa's one of them. I don't know her other than her Instagram and the fact that I use RSP. Um, But my friend Thomas Lee and her are common friends so that helps kind of bridge that and makes it a little more comfortable because i have these people come to my house so it is kind of weird especially if you don't know someone like show up at your house and be like hey yeah come on upstairs don't mind my kids my dog my you know the circus that i talk about all the time um so i reached out to her she's going to be coming on uh, another person miranda mounts she's coming on in january she has an instagram um about where to eat in charlotte so she does um different spots in Charlotte about aren't eating, but also has uh, a background in sports and volleyball and, and, uh, fitness. So we'll talk about all of that. Uh, Sweatnet Charlotte, the owners of that are going to be coming in over the next uh, couple weeks as well. And then, uh, Henry wind from Lululemon will also be coming on. Actually, I think I'm going to be doing his at a live venue for the first time. So Lululemon here in Charlotte puts on this event called the series and it's speakers that come into uh, local businesses. Uh, last one was at Not Just Coffee in downtown. And it's a series at night where they have speakers talk about the community, etc. So him and I have been talking about doing a... Um, it won't be live, but it will be recorded before that next event in January, that day, that night, in that venue. So as people are coming in, him and I will be having our conversation around who he is, how he got involved with Lululemon, etc. The series what everything is around that and how that uh, came about and how his involvement is, is or how he is involved in that. And then also his involvement in the community as a whole. Um, so he'll be coming on. So I have uh, some exciting guests coming up. I've been reaching out to some other uh, places and some people um, trying to line them up as well. And then uh, we'll, we'll continue with, with my friends as well, getting them in. But uh, January should be interesting. It'll be people that I don't personally know. Um, so conversation wise might be a little different, might be structured a little different, might be exactly the same. Just depends on, um, how comfortable they are with me and, uh, my questioning and my personality, but I'm not going to change. So we'll see how it goes. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. 
I'm looking forward to um, expanding my network outside of obviously my friends. I think my friends are, are great to have conversations with and they're, they're good stories. And um, I'm blessed to have a cool group of friends that have all different walks of life and athletic careers and um, businesses and whatnot. So uh, I, I'm going to always keep that, but it is cool to just expand your network a little more and see what type of growth can, can come about that with, uh, bringing people in that you really don't know that have different networks and there might be different people that want to listen to them now because I have them on the show. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that and it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be different just for the fact, again, I don't really know these people. And if they come to my house, that's, that's different, right? Usually you don't have people come to your house to sit and put a microphone in their face, but, uh, that's what I do now. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Let's see. Uh, final thing. Anybody watching any of these bowl games for college football? I have been. And anybody else wonder why we have all these bowl games and how much these sponsors pay for these bowl games? And then you see how many people are in the stands. Last night we were watching South Florida and Marshall. Mind you, it was in Tampa in the stadium that South Florida plays in. So it is a essentially a home game for South Florida. A home game for South Florida. Looked like there was 2,000 people in that stadium. I, there's 41 bowl games in total. And I get it. It's money, you know, viewership, the TV rights, all that stuff. I mean, it look, it's a business, right? It, it comes down to the money. But it doesn't make any sense to me on why they're playing in these stadiums that nobody goes to. It was a home game for USF, and nobody was there. And it was raining. And I don't really care if it was raining. You live in Florida. You deal with rain all the time. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. I don't get it. Outside of the money at Factor, I just don't get it. Doesn't make sense to me. Why you why you put that much money into it? If you're a sponsor too, like why would you put that much money into it? Like what's your return? What type of return are you getting? You get 2000 people in the stadium. I was turning it on and off most of the game because I was going and watching the Duke game. That was more exciting because it was in a packed Madison Square Garden rather than watching Raymond James Stadium put 2000 people in 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 there and watch Marshall and USF. I don't know. This is my opinion on it. I just, it's my two cents. How about that? Uh, on that whole thing. It's just, I don't get it. Um, let's see if there's anything else. I'm just looking up real quick on uh, some apps here. If there's anything exciting going on this weekend. Second to last week of football. NFL. We're getting close. Matt and I are going to talk about that next week, too. Talk about the playoff picture. Give our predictions of how it's going to look, who's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, be interesting, because I'm certainly going to guarantee me and him are going to have different opinions on it, as we always do. Um, but uh, two more weeks, two more chances for some teams to get in and, and make a run at the Super Bowl. It'll be, uh, I, I'll tell you, it's going to be interesting because a couple weeks ago, it looked like some certain teams were certainly the best in the NFL. It looked like the Chiefs and the Rams were the two best teams in the NFL. They played one of the best games that people were talking about and saying, oh, it's one of the best games we've ever seen. And now, arguably, the Chargers are the best team in the in the AFC. And the NFC, Bears are pretty damn good. Um, who else has been playing really good? Outside of the loss, the Cowboys were playing really good. 
the NFC is not so clear-cut anymore. It's not the Rams and the Saints. The Saints didn't look that great against the Panthers. 12 points is this incredible offensive Drew Brees. And Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer and potentially one of the best, if not the best, quarterback. People, that's always up for debate. Uh, but they haven't looked that great over the last couple weeks. And, um, you know, they had beaten the Rams, and then people were saying, oh, the Saints are the best team in the NFC. And I think I even said, I was I was saying it on this, saying that they were the best team in the NFL. Now I don't know. Um, I really don't know. I think the NFC is kind of wide open. You have the Bears are looking good, like I said. You have the Saints. You have the Rams, Cowboys, and then it's just kind of a bunch of other teams. I mean, hell, like the Panthers are still in it. We're sitting in ninth right now. Like we could still make the playoffs at six and eight. And we're playing the Falcons, who are even worse than we are this weekend. We're playing the Falcons, who are five and nine. I swear to God, if we lose again, I don't know what I'm going to do. Hope that we get a really good draft pick, and hope that we sign some free agents to make this team what it what it should be. Because we're a good team. We were six and two, six and two. You know how hard it is to win the NFL. We're six and two. You have a winning record, and you lose six in a row. Don't make it seven. Please don't make it. Don't make it eight. Oh my God. Could you imagine if we lose eight in a row? We go 0 and 8 in the second half of the season. I might cry. I might seriously cry. Um, Yeah. I'm not seeing much else, really. Talked about Machado. We talked about a little bit of college basketball. Um, My my thoughts on all these bowl games. Um. Soccer, yep. Again, big thing was uh, Jose Mourinho getting fired. I think that's it. Like I said, it wasn't going to be that long. We're, we're sitting at 42 minutes, so I think I'm, that's good. I think that's uh, that's all I have. Again, this week wasn't that crazy. Thank God. Uh, the, the couple last weeks leading up to this week, my God, just nuts between – uh, Lindsay's work schedule and the boys and school and my work and this and, and everything else that we have going on. I mean, it felt like a fucking whirlwind. So I'm glad it's, uh, kind of calmed itself down and all the wrapping's done for Christmas. All the presents are bought. Everything's been done. Uh, when Lindsay's brother gets here on Monday, on Sunday, on Monday night before Christmas, we're going to be getting, we're going to build Nolan's bike. I don't know why I'm whispering all of a sudden because I just don't want my kids to hear, I guess. We're going to wrap Nolan's bike. That's from Santa. Harrison has a bike from Santa. He also has a shopping cart that we're going to put together because the kid loves to play with the kitchen that we have here in the bonus room and like make us fake meals and everything. So it'll be fun. He loves going to the grocery store too. I, I mentioned that before. Unbelievable to me. This kid loves to go to the grocery store. Craziest thing. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. Appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. It was, it was, different uh i just rambled on i stepped over myself quite a few times but that's okay that's all point of why i don't edit this thing because this is really me i'm sitting on my couch with my computer in front of me my phone the fucking dog is laying next to me shaking sleeping i got some coffee water trying to just look around the room anything else no tv on um microphone shoved directly into my face and uh yeah so i'm gonna get this uh stopped here i'm gonna Upload it onto my computer, put the little theme music in so you guys can ha- have a nice little uh, tune in and uh, jam it out. And then it jams itself out on the way out and uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Again, Sunday, I'll put it on my Instagram stories. But Sunday, Thomas Sewell is going to be on here. It was a cool episode. I did enjoy it. And um, as always, hit me up. 
send me a text. Send me a, a DM on Instagram. Send me an email, twocentsworthpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know you're listening. Share it on your stories. Uh, get this out. Because if you enjoy it, I have to imagine some other people are going to enjoy it. So let other people know about this thing. It's a guy sitting in his bonus room just shooting the shit and having a good time. So, um, yeah. Sorry, someone just sent me a message. As I was saying that, send me a message on DM. Somebody just DM me on Instagram talking about ButcherBox. I got ButcherBox this week. I tried the bacon last night. It was fucking sick. It was so good. So good. Uh, I haven't had bacon that good probably ever. Um, yeah. So, God, I, I was about to wrap up, and now we're talking. Now, now they got me all fired up about ButcherBox. Uh, go to ButcherBox. Try it. it. We got a shit ton of meat, and uh, it's gonna be good. And if it, the if the rest of the meat is as good as that bacon was last night, fuck me, it's gonna be fantastic. I can't wait. Get some ribeyes to make, some chicken breasts, pork chops, uh, a beef tri tip. Oh boy, oh boy, I'm excited, excited. Uh, yeah. So hit me up. Uh, let me know if you're listening, where you're listening from, how you heard from me, how you've heard, how you've heard from me. How you heard of me in this podcast? I want to know. I, I've asked a couple times. Nobody's really reached out outside of my friends who text me. But send me a, something on Instagram. It's a, it's two cents worth podcast, and then uh, my Instagram is cents worth pod, and email is two cents worth podcast at gmail. So there's multiple ways to get in touch with me. I'd love to understand how you guys heard of me, especially across the country. I got a lot of listeners out in California. Um, and as far as I'm aware, I don't have a lot of friends in California. So I certainly like to know, uh, how you heard of this and, uh, what you enjoy about it. And then also what I want to try and do for the new year, I've mentioned some of the guests, but I do want to know what is some content? What are some, what are some topics that you want to hear about? Um, in the new year, right? I have to evolve this podcast as always, right? I can't be the same thing every single week. If it is, you guys will lose interest. I want to make sure that I keep the interest and at the same time get the listeners out what they want, as well as making sure that I'm still producing what I want out of this podcast. Um, I'm not going to change the way that I do it. It's going to stay unedited and, and raw and, and as it is, but I do want to tackle some topics and different content that you might want to see in here. And um, yeah, just let me know. I, I definitely want to hear from you. The only way I know is if I hear from you. So please reach out to me. Um, and I look forward to hearing from you guys. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you have a great Christmas. I'm going to say Christmas. I, for a while there, everyone was so PC, you can't say Christmas. I celebrate Christmas. Hope you have a great Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Whatever it is. Hope you enjoy time with family and friends. And um, that's it. Goodbye, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>